Who's on second? Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. Just a bit outside. And there's a fly ball deep to left. It's on its way. There it goes. There's no flying in baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. They're comedians, sports fans, and all-around degenerates. It's the Who's On First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin, Anthony Passaretti, and Patrick Haggerty. You play ball like a girl! What's up? Welcome to the Who's On First podcast. Just me and Anthony in the studio again today. What's up, Anthony? Yeah, uh, not much. Just we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, just me and Anthony here, not having COVID. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're minus Patrick. Patrick is from Staten Island, and I don't know how much medical science makes it over that river. <laughs> so Pat did get himself COVID. I believe he is vaccinated, though. You can still get it if you're vaccinated. Oh, absolutely. Though. Yeah, I, I was the people that are like, I can still get it. It's like, okay, yeah. I remember when I was like in first grade. I got chicken pox, even though I had the chicken pox vaccine. Yeah. And it fucking. And you've been anti vax ever since. Well, no, it, <laughs> I've been as pro vax as possible because it fucking ruled. I had like a 0.1 degree fever and like six spots, but technically I'd be contagious to other kids. So I just got to play PlayStation for a week instead of going to school. It was Hell the yeah. sickest thing ever. That was yeah. as the opposite, as pro vaccine as yeah. possible after that. We haven't really seen much of it in baseball, but because the uh, NHL and NBA are coming back, you're starting to get some like Kyrie Irving going to uh, sit out, some of the basketball players who, Jonathan Isaac, I saw his press conference um, I think it's because everyone just kind of highlights crazy people online and that's what gets more clicks that, and I'm in New York. So all the anti-vax stuff I've seen is just from like crazy QAnon people, but Jonathan Isaac does a press conference and is like, all right, I'm vaccinated. I don't, uh, anybody I know I would advise to get vaccinated, but when I'm seeing him explain it, I'm kind of like, oh, this guy actually seems like he's thought about this and has just made a decision. Yeah. I, I, a, a comedian, Ari Shafir, actually put it the best I've heard it so far where it's yeah. like so hard to talk about. He was on Two Bears, One Cave recently, and Bert was talking about the vaccine, and he's like, here's the thing about the vaccine. What about black people? And Bert had no fucking response 100%. to that because that's like the biggest trap ever. Like, well, yes. how are you going to talk about that? But yeah, Kyrie Irving is the most frustrating person on earth. As a Nets fan. <laughs> He's it, the most frustrating person on the flat earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every time he t- he's trending on Twitter, it's like, oh, fucking now what? Like, I can't remember yeah. the last time I've had to pay attention to someone who so often makes me be like, Jesus Christ. Now, but also... uh D'Angelo Russell retweeted one of his like anti-vax things, so it's yeah. like, oh, you know, pick your poison. If, I, if well, you- it's <laughs> like it's still like, over sixty percent, I think, of black people are unvaccinated. Black Lives Matter is going against the vaccine mandate, so all these fucking liberals uh, have a real. I tight got, spot there. That's in. exactly what Ari's point was. Yeah, He's exactly. Like, you, know, you guys are shitting on all of the Trump people, but yeah. like, you know that there's another big group that you're supposed to be aligned with yeah, that does not I, want this thing. Yeah, I um, I've been doing uh, I'll I'll mention the premise of the bit I've been doing on stage now is uh, about the vaccine mandates and how it's sixty percent of black people are unvaccinated. I'm like, if you're a racist business owner, what an amazing loophole you have now to just keep black people out of your business. Be like, I swear it's because of the vaccine mandate. I don't want them in here. The mandate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeez. it's um, I guess with baseball, I think most of the teams are mostly vaccinated. Well, they I think baseball more than anybody saw like how fucking annoying it is when it just starts bouncing around 
the different clubhouses because there was that. Yeah, whole, there was like every week last for, year the Cardinals, well, Marlins. Yeah, I mean it's it feels like it's been a long time, but even in April and May of this year, yeah. even Judge sat out. Like yeah, they, we they, had some guys in the Yankees. Really, all out. the way up to the All Star break, you had yeah. people dealing with it. So I think the baseball teams were just more aware of like. God, like this is so much easier to just yeah. do it, which is how I feel too. Like I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I don't, I've never done any independent research or yeah. nothing. I just know this is gonna, you know, be easier. Yeah, I just don't feel like why, why get into a fight every five minutes about yeah. this? It's also weird because before the pandemic, anytime you heard someone was anti-vax, it was always some like rich white crystal mom. Yeah, it was like Jenny a Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy who's said it gave her kid autism, then she cured his autism with vegetables. Um, yeah, or uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. It was always like someone like that. I the only anti-vaxer I knew in real life growing up. <laughs> Their family, uh, they had a son, like they had four kids and the youngest one was like very disabled. Yeah. And uh, I think that they were anti-vax because they were also super religious. So mm. it was just sort of like, God didn't do that. Pfizer oh, did that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. like that was their like argument. And the one kid, like the, the, there were twins that I was like friends with and uh, one time he, he he's mentioned his mom was anti-vax and I was like, well, that's stupid. And he's like, my mom's a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> his mom taught seventh grade biology in Livingston, New Jersey. Yeah. She's a scientist the same way I'm Jim Gaffigan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I remember when they first started, like, the vaccine rollout, like, in the spring this year, um, I was like, I'll get it, like, eventually when it's an easy thing to get. I didn't know how to get it. And also there was a part of me that's kind of like, maybe wait for a few other people to get it first and see what happens. Because <laughs> I don't say anything to you. I don't do any research. I don't know anything. I'm like, who knows? Like, I don't know if there's any side effects. Let me wait for a few people to get it. But then I went to a Yankee game that opening weekend. I think it may have been with you. Yep. Um, and we had to, I had to get COVID tested like nine in the morning yep. and then they were like, well, if you're vaccinated, you wouldn't have to get a COVID test. You could just come into the games. And I got vaccinated like the next week. Exactly. It's the same <laughs> shit. It's like, I still go to the movies all the time yeah. and now you have to show the card when you get tickets. And it's if like I was, if I was extreme, if I had done research and believed it was negative, all it would take was it's easier to get into Yankee games and I would throw my values out the window anyway. So yeah, it, yeah. Would, it didn't it, matter. At least that's like a big event kind of thing. Thing. It's like the Yankee games, baseball. It's like obviously we love baseball. We're fucking yeah. sitting here doing this. There's some people at this job I got um, where the staff is probably about seventy percent vaxxed. Yeah, and you know it's the same sort of thing. The, the people that aren't, it's not the kind of people you're very willing to be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, no. it's not going to be a good look for you. Yeah, but uh, every once in a while you'll see people come into this store. I've seen it four times now, and they'll be holding six Krispy Kreme donuts, and they'll be wearing like a sticker that says like "I got vaxxed for the Krispy Kremes." It's mm. like, what kind of Homer Simpson dipshit is like convinced there's a government conspiracy until six donuts are placed in front of them? And, Ooh, donuts. I mean, Krispy Kreme donuts. I know, pretty but convincing. still, it's like I, it just drove me nuts. It's like. It, I, you went from the government is trying to taint my blood to. I want that in me. Free donuts. <laughs> it's free just, donuts. I'll take tainted blood for yeah, free donuts. Well, I know it's it's just it makes me it's just like come on like it makes me when just, they were giving out the free Yankee tickets and Met tickets for getting vaccinated, I felt ripped off. I'm like I should have waited a couple months and gotten something out of it. I know that feeling where it's yeah. like oh fuck, I did it when it was just you know the right thing to do. When yeah, I, when I did it, I uh, 
It was actually fun. I got it like the first day you could possibly get it. And I got it like both the things at like 3.45 in the morning. Yeah. Right by. Really? Uh, yeah. They had um uh, going 24 hours uh in the court area. Like, yeah. you know, right by the Brooklyn Bridge where right. there's the FBI building and the courthouse. The medical like offices of new york are there too and they were mm. doing them all night and it was it was actually kind of fun i did it at njit in jersey um i did it a couple weeks apart the second shot i actually got in the morning and then me and patrick went to philadelphia to go to a phillies game at one o'clock so i got the vaccine got right in a car and drove to philly and then we did shows that night in philadelphia and i was feeling fine and on the way home i just started getting the cold sweats and was having like just uh, for like the next day or so, it felt it was only a day or so, but for the next day or so, it felt like when I had COVID. It felt for me, I didn't get any of that. It felt like I got like hit in the arm with a baseball, mm. like I've had like a br- like a yeah. dead arm or something. Like you're in like sixth yeah. grade and someone just like smacked you in the yeah. bicep. That's what it felt like for like two days, and then I was like, mm, you know, yeah, I'm good. Here's when it was framed like this: the guys that I don't understand, like Kyrie Irving. <laughs> if you if you framed it to... Hey, we should give Kyrie Irving some Krispy Kreme donuts and then we get the season underway. Hey, that's an idea. Get some Krispy Kremes in Brooklyn. I'm I'm down with this. But it's more like, if you imagine you framed it to a regular person, like, would you get the flu for a million dollars? Yeah, you would say yes. So why are you afraid of these side effects... When you have a $31 million contract right now, why the fuck would you ever risk that money are for they something actually so stupid? Go- I mean, are they actually going to lose their money in their contract? Oh my god, if he doesn't play any home games, that's a complete breach of contract that mm. will fuck with his money. What if he's willing to play, but they just won't let him because of the vaccine? Then they're the ones telling him he can't play. Well, that's different. So how he's is it him re- breaching the contract? He's the one refusing to play. He's oh, like, they I, would he won't him- even show up. He's like, I'm not going to home games if you mandate that we have to be vaccinated. He's well, like, because I- he's not vaccinated, I would assume. Yeah, but there, it's like the same thing. It's like being fired from another job once that mandate comes in. Like, it's a, it's a thing that's like, you have to do this. And if he says no, that is breach. He, it's not a... Do, uh, it's t- Is it breach of contract? Yeah, because it doesn't say in his contract anywhere you have to be vaccinated. No, but it does say that you have to follow team-wide mandates in some uh, way. Ah, okay. Like, if there's mm. some kind of, like... it's. It, I guarantee you. I mean, these contracts yeah. are, like, what, 40 pages long? Some lawyer has written in there that yeah. it's like, you do have to, like... In the same way that, like, um, Chris Sale got suspended when he didn't want to wear the uh, special jerseys. The yellow ones? No. Well, no, he shouldn't have done that. This was when he was still a White Sox. <laughs> they had some kind of stupid camo jerseys on the day. Oh, was, okay. And he hated them so much. He's like, I'm wearing my regular one. They're like, the fuck you are. And he yeah. goes into the locker room with scissors and he cuts it up in front of them. And they're like, okay, you're suspended. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you want us to do? I think mm. it's more like that. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be different in basketball just because the players have so much power in the NBA. There's definitely. Oh, I, I wonder how it'll shake out. Well, yeah, and because other players, it, and Kyrie's a big name. It's not like some like Kyrie's bench a little players bit, doing it's it. It's not like Boy Who Cried Wolf, but Kyrie, like I said, he is the guy where it's like, oh, Jesus again, like yeah. another thing with you. Where, but like more, like if D'Lo starts mouthing off, and then you know a couple other people, the dominoes fall. They're yeah. gonna have a really hard time. Like yeah. with the PR. I that. wonder overall how because you've seen the percentages started coming out like for the NHL for all the teams before they start like uh, all these teams are either fully vaccinated or ninety nine percent vaccinated. Um, those numbers haven't come out for the NBA, but I would assume because uh, most black people aren't vaccinated, it's probably going to be a lot lower. The motto of hockey though is like quit acting like a bitch. 
So like, I'm sure if one person was like, I'm afraid of the side effects, like, shut the fuck up and get this thing so we can play hockey. All they Maybe. care about is playing hockey. These dudes like will like break their nose and two seconds later, they're like, I want to play more hockey. It's like, I yeah, lost I guess all my teeth. I want to play more fucking hockey. <laughs> they're like, if you want to play hockey, you got to get this shot. They're like, oh, fucking give me 10. I want to play hockey. I guess <laughs> like, that makes sense. Um, so, and it seems like uh, we haven't seen numbers for baseball, but mostly it seems like most baseball players are vaccinated. It does. There's only a few that were even like outspoken about being concerned about it. I can't even come up yeah. with a single name. Well, there's also a lot who probably, I mean, we know from the Yankees, I think Judge and Rizzo both aren't, and they weren't necessarily outspoken about it, but it just kind of, it can't because uh, the ones who got uh, put on the uh, COVID list, if you were on there for longer, there were like Judge, I think was on there for longer than others. It's because you hadn't been vaccinated. Yeah, that sucks, but it's like. Yeah, but they're not, I think just at this point, everyone knows not to talk about it because people are going to get mad except for dumbasses like us on this podcast well again it's whatever it's not worth getting mad about yeah can't make you do anything exactly yeah that's the thing i don't when i if i hear someone isn't vaccinated my initial thought isn't like well fuck them like oh i had uh like three weeks ago because there was like starting to be like a small outbreak where i work and i Mm. got real like like this is fucking ridiculous because like they were hot like they wouldn't tell us who it was obviously because people were gonna like fucking witch hunt them yeah but like we got it was like Within 10 hours, it was like four emails. It was like, we've had a positive Mm. test in the thing. So by the third one, I was like starting to really like lose my mind. And I'm not even like, I am vaxxed. I'm not compromised. I am in one of the lowest um, percentiles of being able to exhale, though. Have you ever done that thing at a doctor where you have to like put your mouth around the tube and like blow the little ball up? No. Oh, it's weird. I I like barely can do that. I don't have a lot of good exhale power. So oh, okay. I was concerned a okay. little bit, yeah. but like not in any way where I was like not going outside or yeah. quitting that job. Mm. But you know, I more than anything, yeah. I wish we could all stop talking about this. Yeah, I that's feel true. like the yeah. vaccine would be the quickest route to that. Yeah. Although, who knows? What if in 50 years we find out that something happened with the vaccine that all of us who took it end up having something? That hasn't yeah. happened at all yet, and yeah. they've been making these things since the 1800s. So you'd think well, that if someone was going to fuck up like that, it would Well, I will say, already. back in—I was reading about this earlier during the pandemic. The smallpox vaccine, like, they had a lot of side effects just because medical science wasn't as good. Yeah, exactly. Like, people—yeah. Um, people, but it also, like— it didn't, and like, it was wild back then. They did like house raids in the middle of the night. Police would come into your house in New York and just prick you with the vaccine. Like families, like there was a family that escaped from Brooklyn and ran to New Jersey. It was wild how they did it. Then, like what's happening today is nothing compared to what happened back then. Well, yeah, I always feel bad. Like when you look back at history like that, it's always like I feel bad for not feel bad, I guess, but it's just when people are like, "Oh, how did this happen?" It's like you got to remember that, like. The the government and the police at that time are dealing with like an unknown sort of pot. Like they don't have tabs on anybody where anyone yeah. is, what anyone's doing. Like people hate the like NSA spy information stuff, but it does kind of cut down on things like Japan bombed us. We need to round up all the Japanese people because we don't know who are spies or not. Yeah, I like, mean, I've, I'm a big history buff, which is also why I love, like, baseball so much because it's, like, the most rich history of any sport. Um, anytime you learn a lot about history, you realize things are really good today. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, 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 like, be, and it's partially because of that. Like, that's when Edward Snowden got all that stuff. I just kept going back and forth like, huh. I know that, like, there is benefits to this, and I don't necessarily care. Like, if the government really wants to see, like, I'm gonna just, dick, every, they can. Yeah, I don't everything care. that happens now that sucks uh, came from a thing that at first was a good idea. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. The path to hell's always 
paved yeah. with good intentions. But yeah. Like, um, but uh, yeah, let's get back onto baseball. Yeah. I don't know what we did here. Top story. No, we we're just we're just shooting the shit. We haven't yeah. seen each other in a week. Yeah. Uh, top story this week by far: the, the St. Louis Cardinals hit. 17 wins yeah. in a row. They were going to talk about the Yankees turtle and the Red Sox yellow jerseys, but we could talk about the Cardinals no, too. No, I very specifically <laughs> bolded this as the top story yeah. because we don't, until we put the Yankee logo in the thing, we have to pretend like we care about all the other teams. <laughs> so the St. Louis No, the Cardinals, Cardinals, and I'm very happy because Nolan Arenado is maybe my favorite non-Yankee in baseball. Yeah, you've, you've brought that up before. You were yeah. saying when uh, he was on the trading block that you would have liked him in our shortstop position. Just, yeah, just, uh, I mean, if it would, if he could, I don't know if, uh, if he could be a shortstop, but I just love him so much. Um, just what I've gone on, like, I was just watching, like, Nolan Arenado highlights. It's too bad the Rockies, like, I don't, I have a kind of a soft spot for the Rockies because it seems like they're never yeah. good, but they always have at least one mm. player that's fun. Well, I think, watch. I think I may have mentioned Trevor Story was on the trading block. I don't think Arenado oh, has right. been on the trading block. Oh, right. He was a free agent. Yeah. He was a free that's agent. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like, but in the, when he was a free in agent. The off season. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, because that I think at the time when we had Urshela, who was really good, but I was still kind of like, I mean, if we could get Arenado, that guy's just unbelievable. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, nothing against Geo. That's yeah, like, and obviously, you, yeah. if you can put an all star there, why yeah. wouldn't you? And Goldschmidt and fucking Wainwright having this amazing year. Adam Wainwright, it's it's pretty incredible. It's like forty, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, he's one of those, and he's not even like just barely. He's one of their best pitchers. Like he'll yeah. definitely make starts in the playoff series. Yeah. Um, oh, John Lester. John Lester's over there. They um, is um, is Jack Flaherty coming back before the postseason? I think because I, I know a year or so ago he was incredible. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. On yeah, I know timeline. he's been out with injury. They uh, yeah, they just came out of nowhere, if, and now it's um. I remember we had talked about last week how the Dodgers are a wild card team and could get eliminated in a one game thing, but it's tough. Like I remember you would said, well, they should only do that if it's ten games. But what the Cardinals have done, you how do you not give them a spot? Absolutely, no, I I one hundred percent agree with that. This, the, when we were talking about that, that was like I probably like nine, ten, four. I, oh well, it was enough time ago where the streak was like four, Eight five games yeah, or was, something like that. It wasn't yeah. seventeen in a row, yeah. and they're like unbeatable. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I saw a writer suggest online that it should be within ten to trigger yeah. a wild card game, which I don't. I, I I don't think either of us thought that was too controversial when it came up. But yeah, yeah. this is a. I agree that it would be bullshit to not let like. And it, also, because you have the Braves who have eighty four wins, we're going to win the division. Oh yeah, I mean we can. Talk about the Braves in a in a little bit, but I was just wondering, uh, was Posada, Posada was still catching in 09, right? Yes. The core four was still there. So Well, Pettit had gone to the Astros but came back, but the core four was on the 2019. I'm trying to think if Wainwright comes in in the World Series to kind of do the like what Kershaw got to do for the Dodgers, like you've been our guy, like get yeah. us the last outs in this World Series. Mm. Would him throwing to Molina be the oldest combination pitcher catcher to end a World Series ever? Because Rivera and Posada were both probably in their late thirties. Yeah, Rivera Posada could be there. Also, I would wonder, Wainwright was he on that like two thousand six Cardinals team that won the World Series? I don't know. You'd have to check. I know Molina was, and I would wonder, would that be the um, longest space between a pitcher catcher a battery? 
as in a World Series. 15 years apart, they were in a World Series. Uh, I think for a battery, it would absolutely have to be. I know Yogi Berra played forever in, in a lot of World Series, so he probably has like... A, but I don't know if there was a pitcher yeah, who exactly. was there for that same exact amount of time. Exactly. Um, so I'd, I'd have to guess that it was yes, or it'd be one of those things where it's like, you know, like Skip Bubblemaker did yeah. it in like 1920. We got to tweet MLB random stats on Twitter, Jeremy Frank, and uh, <laughs> have him look it up for us. Yeah. Um, all right, let me see. I'm looking up Adam Wainwright right now to see if he was on that 2006 Cardinals team. Um, I know Yadier Molina definitely was, um, but that would be if they won the World Series this year, which is still a long oh, shot. Oh, yeah, for them. we're thinking way in the future. Yeah. I'm just, it's fun to kind of do I'm rooting for the Cardinals yeah. to beat the Dodgers. So he was on the 2006 team, but he didn't pitch much that year. So I'm not even sure if he would have been on the World Series roster. Oh, yeah. So that would have been like, his like player time manipulation year where yeah, he's like going it seems up and down. like at 2005 and 2006 he was on the opening day roster in 2006 and um it looks like he was mostly a relief pitcher um yeah he was in the uh he was he pitched in the 2006 World Series he um in game 5 he struck out uh, yeah, so Wainwright, what made the last out in the 2006 World Series? Too. That's exactly that'd be yeah. so sick if he it, like for the story of baseball, for like the kind of romantic sort of way yeah. people talk, like the Cardinals winning this year would be the most baseball thing possible. Mm, yeah, I'm trying to think if there is not the. Uh, I think you could make the baseball story with the White Sox winning with Larusa mm. in his first year back. Yeah, you could do that. Um, the Wainwright Molina thing definitely puts it into that. Uh, yeah, that makes it real the, romantic. Plus the the surge at the end of yeah. the marathon, like as everybody's slowing down, yeah. you turn the gas on and you're just going. Yeah, the Giants could be a story like that too because they're mm -hmm. the team that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, but that's gonna be yeah. a ridiculous. I, I, all the playoff series, almost every matchup that can possibly happen to me is super interesting. Yeah, I saw one person saying like people are not talking about a um like a Cardinals Braves or Bra or Braves Brewers, but mm -hmm. those are exciting. Yeah, except last year wasn't it the Brewers that like scored eight runs in the first inning in Atlanta? Like Atlanta's playoffs were so shitty last yeah. year. Was it Milwaukee I, that did I thought that? it was St. No, St. Louis. It was St. Louis Atlanta. that did that? Yeah. yeah they, they, or maybe it was Cincinnati. Mm. Was it the Reds? Because Trevor I feel Bauer, like I think it was the Reds. I think it was the Trevor Bauer Reds that demolished. I feel like I remembered it was uh, the Cardinals who scored the eight runs in the, let me see, we'll look up last year's playoffs. Um, but either way, oh, even in the American League, like most matchups, they do seem like they would be a lot of fun. Just it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. The wild card games are gonna be like if the, the wild card game always is a heart attack. I hate how often the Yankees are in this stupid game, but uh, you know it is what it is. Hmm. It's their own fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else do you have on there? The uh, Yankees turtle and the Red Sox <laughs> yeah. yellow. The, I saw um, Jared Carabas from Barstool had a funny tweet where he said, for anyone who thinks that all the sabermetrics is taking over baseball, we're talking about the Red Sox having a different color jersey and the Yankees having a pet turtle. The nerds haven't won yet. <laughs> yeah, it's and, and that is, oh, those jerseys were hideous. I've, I haven't liked, and I'm a big, like, I like uh, jerseys. I collect jerseys, and in general ones that everyone thinks are ugly and then later become classics I really like. Like, I wouldn't want to wear the Red Sox yellow ones. No, with the powder blue. And it's it's exactly UCLA colors, which is also just confusing. Yeah. 
Especially because the UCLA Bruins, like the Boston Bruins, maybe dressing like them makes sense. But yeah. why the fuck do the Red Sox need to? And the fact that they wore them for like five days in a row because they thought it was like part of the win streak. Yeah. Because I was making fun of them. And then somebody was like, oh, those are their Boston bombing jerseys. And it's <laughs> like, real, oh, all right. Yeah. Have you, ever heard of, have you ever heard a Boston cop or firefighter talk about that bombing? No. It drives me crazy because they talk about it like it's 9-11. Like you'll hear them be like, yeah. oh, man, that fucking day, dude. Like, there was so much. Every cop in the city came down there. We all survived because the event was over. But every cop in the city came down there. <laughs> Y'all, man, you should have seen the smoke. So much smoke. Not like a fire or or like a car crash. There was smoke, though. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, it's not 9-11. Like, yeah. like <laughs> relax. Um, so, <laughs> so last year, the Braves beat Cincinnati in the uh, opening series, and they lost, and then they swept the Marlins, and they lost to the Dodgers in the NLCS. The year before, I think, is what we're thinking of when they lost. They did lose to the Cardinals that year. Okay. Um, but okay, so that's a before we dive too hard, I guess, into the AL side. You mentioned the Braves, though. The Braves and Phillies played a really, really important series over the last three days because the Phillies had managed to get within a game back. Yeah, and. There is no chance at the NL wild card. Who, if the Phillies had taken that spot, the Braves are out of the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. So the Braves uh, did manage to play a very, very good series at home against the Phillies. They managed yeah. to win a two-one game. They, I think there was without another... Acuna, they still have a solid young core there. Well, they, I mean, they have a reigning uh, Freddie Freeman, yeah, yeah, MVP, and they also have <laughs> one of the more dynamic. Uh, infields. Yeah, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Um is Austin Riley still their third baseman? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Um and a decent pitching staff, Max Freed out there. I don't think their pitching is at the level of what the other teams in the NL have. Yeah, they're going to have the a... Brewers and Dodgers is just like fucking two of the best pitching staffs ever. <laughs> in a seven game series, they're yeah. going to have a really hard time, but um but yeah, I have it here. The um that Cardinals uh, Brave series, it was uh, it went to five games. It was a uh, best of five series. It went five games, but in that fifth game is when St. Louis won thirteen to one. Yeah, that, I yeah, remember that was the game I remember. Being excited for that to watch that game, and it was over within yeah. like five minutes. That was yeah. so disappointing. yeah. That was the Cardinals in two thousand nineteen over the Braves. Yeah. Um, but still, right now a Cardinals Braves Braves Brewers matchup would be awesome, and the Brewers. People are sleeping on the Brewers, I think, a little bit because the Cardinals have this great story. The um, Dodgers and the Giants have this uh, hundred win seasons, and the Brewers, everyone's like they have great pitching, but they can't hit. They're like they're not at the bottom of the league in runs or anything. It's not like they're a terrible hitting team. Yeah, they do, they don't have like a, a lineup of names, but yeah. neither do the Rays, and they've proved that means next to nothing. Yeah, when it, like, exactly. Comes down to the yeah playoffs for sure, and the. I I wouldn't mind. The Brewers have always been like a fun team yeah. that never really get in the way yeah. of anything. Because of I Bernie Mac and Mr. 3000, I'm a Brewers fan forever. Well, they're also in a really good spot to do well in the playoffs because Josh Hader's fucking good. Josh, so if you were to ask me my favorite non Yankee players, like Arenado and Josh Hader are like the first two that would come to mind. Josh Hader. Yelich is another up. favorite of mine, too. Yeah, Yelich is fun. I, because yeah. I, when, uh, when they were all down there in Miami, when it was like Stanton, Yelich, Fernandez, like th they were real fun to watch. Real Muto, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Marcelo Zuna, God, that Marlins team. The Marlins have done, they would do that every field. 97, they win a World Series, get rid of all the guys because they demand bigger contracts, and then they scout and they get new players. They win a World Series in 2002, and they did it again and just didn't win the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. 
They, I bet this is well covered territory on this show. I still think they would have if Fernandez didn't die. Mm, yeah, I think that they would have been able to do pretty much exactly that, and then everybody leaves. Right. Yeah. Instead, mm. they just kind of it was just early because they're yeah. like, oh fuck it, we lost the central piece. Yeah. And I did just watch. Uh, speaking of those Marlin teams, I was watching uh, someone. They were playing clips of old like John Carlos Stanton home runs. It's just. I mean, we'll be talking about him, I'm sure, during yeah, this episode. Yeah, we can yeah. transition into it now. It's a yeah. perfect... Um, what an unbelievable weekend for him. And also, the like, it's so effortless how he hits the home run. Like, the way he's standing there, it almost seems like, well, he's just standing there to, like, launch balls with no effort. But how's he going to be able to, like, reach out to get a ball for a single or a double? And he just does that, too. Yeah, I think that contributes to how bad he looks when he's cold. Too. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just looks like he's just standing there, like exactly. Yeah. So when he's not on, it looks like you're never gonna hit the fucking thing again. Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I they showed a I saw a clip of a home run he hit uh, when he was with the Marlins, and it looks like a flare, like foul ball down the first base line, or maybe a little flare single into right field, and it just is a home run that gets over the wall, a line drive home run. And it's like he barely looked like he did anything with that. Yeah, and it's out of the park in like two seconds. Yeah, there's literally nobody that can hit the ball as hard as him. If you look at the top twenty-five hardest hit balls in the Statcast era, they're all him. Yeah, all twenty-five Jesus. are him. That's insane. <laughs> it's fucking absurd. He, nobody can get the power the same way he does. It's, yeah, it's it's astounding. You know, Cashman is like fucking dancing around right now too, because I'm sure it was a factor when they got him that his numbers at Fenway as a Marlin were insane. Yeah, it was a really small yeah sample size. But I'm sure they looked at it. They were like, if that's how he plays in Fenway, he's going to be one of the best Yankees ever. Yeah. And then we saw the um, this weekend, it was he had three homers and 10 RBIs in a series, three game series against Boston. The only other Yankees to ever do that Mantle, Gehrig, and, um, and Ruth. And those were all at Yankee Stadium. He's the only one to do it in Fenway. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was, we, the stat was really cool to see. I mean, it's, it's always fun when someone gets to get added to those. Uh, list. Yeah, but it, it's always astounding to me too that any kind of great stat you can come up with, you can just automatically put Ruth, Garrigan, Mantle in yeah. there because you'll be right. <laughs> yeah, it really. That's the thing. Also, people, um, we look at history stuff. But it happened so far before our time that uh, people will forget or not going through the Baseball Hall of Fame a few weeks ago. You'll see it's like, oh yeah, these Ruth, Garrigan, Mantle, like, and not Willie Mays, all Hank Aaron, all these old guys, like. They were so good. Like the yeah. like Mike Trout level and like people are like, well, Mike Trout's the best player ever. And it's like, yeah, you, you, I didn't live through those either, but I've read up enough and like watched and just heard people talk about it. Mm. Uh, maybe it's because he hasn't been in the postseason. I don't think people will talk about Mike Trout the way they talked about watching Willie Mays. Some of it because he seems more effortless. Yeah, I don't think that he's ever like he's not. It's hard to be in baseball, but you wouldn't describe him as, like, dominant. Like, yeah. he's not bowling over the league in any kind of dramatic way. He just consistently does what he needs to do all the time. So that yeah. his stat line looks unbelievable. Yeah. But there's... He's sort of missing that spark that Mookie Betts has. Yeah, it doesn't. He doesn't seem spectacular. Yeah, exactly. In anything he does. Yeah, those guys that you like, they became world famous because it was like you have to watch them yeah. at all times. Although Joe DiMaggio, from uh, everything you hear, was kind of like that too. He wasn't very spectacular. He kind of just did it. My dad was very young. Was like born. What was like maybe less like ten years old or less when Joe DiMaggio retired. So his earliest memories are of DiMaggio. But he would say that, um, and he'd heard other. 
people describe it this way too. He never made a diving catch, but anytime the ball was hit to center field, you see the ball go up, you see it down. Dimaggio is just waiting there for it. Yeah, like yeah, every time. <laughs> that's a that's. I mean, that just means he's amazing. I've probably told this story on the podcast before, but uh, one time I was at a game with one of my dad's friends, and he was telling me how he had tried out for AAA, and he thought he had didn't. He thought he was going to make the team because he had done so well. He made all these like diving catches, and they didn't take him. And he found out later, like, he asked the coach, like, what did I do wrong? He's like, oh, um, yeah, you made a bunch of diving catches. We want people who don't have to dive. Yeah. <laughs> like, we want faster people who will just get there. Yeah. So he was just perfect at reading the ball, I guess. Where he's yeah. Like, I know exactly where to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's tough now with, like, these defensive war and everything like that. Shipping. You'll see um, Andrew Jones is the, like, because, you know, if you're watching Dimaggio, you see him make that. All the time, it's like maybe he didn't dive times where he could have to actually make a catch, or mm -hmm. maybe like there's so many other things that you can measure now. They have like catch probability. <laughs> yeah, you'll see someone who makes a running catch and it doesn't seem that hard, and it turns out that was like a five percent probability to make the catch. Yeah, they're only over there because they're in the top percentile of speed, like exactly, Hamilton and, or and just getting a read off the bat. Yeah, Andrew Jones apparently has like the highest defensive war of like any center fielder ever. Huh. That's interesting. Not who I would have guessed. I would have guessed somebody like a, I like a Willie Mays. But even if you were going to go modern era, I would have said something more like a like a Kenny Lofton type, like somebody who was just yeah. so quick. Yeah. Well, Andrew Jones was really fast down the field, and also I'm not sure how good the numbers are for old like like a Willie Mays era player. Oh yeah. Defensive war even now is still generally not brought up that much because I don't know. Like the defensive metrics still seems to be a little bit more up in the air than offensive metrics. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. When you said it, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, it's really hard to calculate the path of the ball from a newspaper clipping you found in a library. Yeah. <laughs> or even a grainy black and white video. Yeah, it's definitely that. Yeah. And even. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, even now when you see like, um, like, I don't understand. I kind of understand offensive metrics. Like, I don't understand how the math is done, but I understand like what they mean. Mm -hmm. A lot of the defensive metrics is still very, it feels raw. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's one of those ones where it, it it's so much math and stuff that it's like barely worth it. Cause you yeah. can't even really learn much from it. Yeah. And there's some things where like Gio Urshela's defensive metrics are pretty bad. The year he was making a bunch of amazing plays. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, and or Derek Jeter's defensive metrics are really bad, and some of that later in his career you could see his range isn't what it was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, he had to make those Jeter signature throws because another player would have just been able to get there and do it. It's like maybe, but he also made this catch diving into the stance. He also did the flip play. He's like, there's there is a heartbeat to the game in addition to just metrics. Yeah, and that was that exactly that was the part he was the best at was yeah. just locking in when it ne you need to do something right now. It's time to do it. Yeah. And he could do that and that's like what really separates the like champions from the guys who are just great at the game yeah it's it's that yeah. last thing which trout doesn't have and you know who's uh picking up on that is shohei yeah I don't know if you saw this he does not want to be an angel anymore it seems like uh, the art headline i saw was the um shohei otani may not want to be an angel if things don't change which is uh Seems like one of those code things. Like, uh, he's you wouldn't be saying this if he wasn't already frustrated. Well, yeah. He's saying, Get me another, get us a pitcher. I, I'm, I'm doing everything right now. I'm yeah. pitching, I'm hitting. Get me another hitter, get me another pitcher, or I'm fucking out of here. That's like, they're like a 75 win team. It's like they would be the Baltimore Orioles without Otani. 100%. They're terrible. Yeah. They're so bad. The Angels are so fucking bad every year. Yeah. I, you know, I was wondering, uh, 
Oh, Tani. As, as Rendon? How's Rendon? I haven't heard Rendon's name all year. Is uh, he not doing anything? I think he got hurt. Is he hurt? I think he's been hurt. I don't think he's been playing. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. Um, Trout's hurt. Too. Trout's hurt. I know he's been out. Um, yeah, I don't. I almost like they signed Rendon with Rendon, Otani, and Trout. It's like, all right, you got a good core there. Yeah, but after that, their best player is what? Jared Walsh. Yeah. Jared Walsh, Brendan Marsh, is he even playing, or is that just an MLB The Show card I remember? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, this is not going to be, this isn't going to get you there. And Jared Walsh is a uh, good, like, left-handed power-hitting first baseman. Yeah, it's not, he's not He's not a terrible player, but he probably shouldn't be the third best hitter on your team if you're going to win the World yeah. Series. Yeah, Rendon is hurt, and he's out for the year with a right hip surgery. Yuck. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's rotation. That's going to... Oh, yeah, this is a while ago. I must have just missed this because uh, the Angels have been so irrelevant outside of Otani. He only played 58 games this year. He uh six homers, uh, 34 RBIs. Mm. You know, it would be funny if he yeah. went to Florida... Because Otani, to this point, has only played in places where Disneyland's are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Japan and Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brandon Marsh has been playing. I remember uh, 65 games. Doesn't seem like he's doing much out there. I just remember him as one of those future stars cards in MLB The Show. Yeah. Um, Justin Upton is injured. Um, yeah, it seems like the injury bug is really hard. David Fletcher is a solid role player. Looking through their roster right now. Jared Walsh, yeah, 27 homers, 90 RBIs, 272 batting average, almost 500 slugging. I think Jared Walsh is a good player. Yeah, I, He's I, a good player. Yeah, I know about that because he had one really good He's He has a monthly awards card in the show this year. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was. And this isn't relevant to anything, but it was so funny. I was playing the show last night, and I was getting, like, I could not hit the ball because somebody had DeGrom on the mound. Yeah. And I'm also doing pretty well on the mound it gets to the bottom of the ninth, and uh it's zero zero <laughs> i get a walk stolen base mm. wild pitch <laughs> get two outs and then <laughs> a little dribbler in front of the mound and the catcher hucks it into right field and i uh, win the game one nothing with no hits <laughs> god damn <laughs> Nicely done. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. But I just, while you were looking that up. I'm, yeah, I'm looking up the Angels stats right now. Um, Otani's got a 592 slugging percentage. Then, yeah, Jared Walsh, 497. No one else over a 450 slugging on the entire team. Next up is 440, Max Stassi. And then you got uh, Mike Trout was at 624, of course. But, yeah, it's... um. They should just leave. Fuck Anaheim. <laughs> Like, who cares? They yeah. have the Dodgers and the fucking yeah. Rysel Iglesias is having a good year as their closer, but overall they're pitching. Also, it's just, uh, yeah, it's not uh, not great. <laughs> There's more violence between Angel fans and other fans than any other fan base. Their fan base is, like, very kind of... It's not pleasant. The Angels fan base sucks. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like... It, they are notorious. What are they, like, that's so weird. They got Disney. They got the rocks with the waterfall in the outfield. Yeah, but everybody only kind of remembers it for Disneyland, but very much the same way in Orlando. If you're not near there, it's like, it sucks. It's yeah. not It's not what you're picturing. <laughs> like, there's no fucking yeah. magic in Orlando necessarily. Yeah. Like, dude, this big 25-mile space outside Orlando. Yeah. You ever see that movie, The Florida Project? That's basically what it's all about. It's about, like, no, there's a woman and her little daughter that live in a motel, and basically what she does is, like, 
she hooks for like guys who want to cheat on their wife while they're on Disney mm. vacations. And like, that's what she like. That's how a lot of the outside of Disney is. sounds pretty magical to me. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so like, I don't, Anaheim is not a yeah. place where people I hadn't heard that about out. Anaheim fans. Um, oh, they, look, yeah. look it up when they play the Dodgers or when they play the Padres yeah. in interleague, there are so many arrests, so many fights. It's it, a lot of people will say, quote unquote, it's gang related. And I don't want to just spit that out as like gangs or take, but like people suggest that that's part of it. Yeah. But yeah, Southern California, the, the fans of those teams are out of control. Mm. I know Yankees Red Sox gets there. Yeah. But usually it's too cold to really be fucking fighting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like by the time they're playing important games. Yeah. But yeah, Otani, uh, yeah, I wonder, do you think if he, well, also that's the thing is, um, we were talking about most valuable player, like, it's t like, yeah, they would be a 55 win team without him. Yeah, they, uh, imagine if their best player was Jared Walsh. Nothing against Jared Walsh. He's having a really good year for like the position that he's in. But if your best player is Jared Walsh, I mean, yeah. Cedric Mullins is having a, like, exactly. Yeah, Baltimore has a great player, has a great player. That's a no. great comparison. They're both lefties, like, decently pick good power hitters that are yeah. getting lots of RBIs. Yeah, and the Orioles are not winning games yeah. consistently. That's a good comparison, yeah. And the Orioles had Josh Means, too, as a good pitcher. In terms of who could afford him and where he might go, I'm trying to think of, like, potential spots where he would, Otani would make sense. He would make the Braves unstoppable. Yeah, Braves. Looking at the playoff team, Giants, Dodger. I mean, I don't know if the Dodgers. Yeah, fuck could the even, Dodgers. Yeah. They, they they do not need. They don't need yeah. it, but they would try and get I, it. Of course they would. But yeah. like, it's like I was I'm saying, just last saying week. potential landing spots, like, ones that are a little bit more likely. Like I think the Braves would make a lot of sense. I think he'd make the White Sox an unbelievable team. The White, yeah. I want. Could it? Could he go to the Mets? He could also go to the Mets, but that would be very funny because, you know, the LOL Mets curse is yeah. is pretty intense. I don't know if he wants to risk his But with career the, with like the amount of Asian people who live in Flushing. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I grew up near Flushing. Um, oh, my God. That would be insane. I did. Um, I've done security at the U.S. Open. And uh, one year, it was one of those years where it wasn't Nadal and Federer or Djokovic in the final. It was Kei Nishikori against Marin Cilic. Kei Nishikori is Japanese. Um, and the whole thing was like, oh, it's not going to be one of these big name players. So it won't be that crowded. Oh, you put an Asian guy in there and Arthur Ashe Stadium's right near City Field. That place was it's flushing. They're yeah. all coming out. Um, that would be a wild thing. And uh, if he was with the Mets, the Shohei Otani story, however big it is now, like people are saying it should be bigger. If he was with the Mets, it would be as big as it could be. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Mets, though, where I don't think it's going to be them is uh, they're in a position right now. I don't know how many years DeGrom is locked in for, mm. but probably within the next two, they're going to have to renegotiate with him. Yeah. And he's going to get paid. What about Seattle? Because they're a borderline playoff team now. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Staying in so, the division. So that's more like... The Angels probably wouldn't trade him in the division. I don't think... Yeah, there's that. Uh, Seattle's ownership, I don't think, is ready to give out $500 million contracts. Yeah. Um, but something like the White Sox, I think... I, actually, now that I'm thinking about it more and more and more, the White Sox and Reds make the most sense to me. Yeah. Because they're teams that have resources but don't have any players stuck in these like Bryce Harper Stanton mm, yeah. contracts 
every team is going to do that eventually. So I think you'd have to look at somebody that doesn't have that yet, but is in a position to get one of those guys. The uh, Cubs are in too much of a rebuild, exactly. probably. Yeah. yeah the, but they're like another team that you feel like could. Sh- Chicago, yeah. White Sox, uh, Cleveland, I think, could do something mm-hmm. similar to that. They have money yeah. to lock somebody up. The Braves just signed Acuna to that massive extension. So yeah. maybe less so that. The Mets, same thing, though, because like they, um, Sign Lindor forever. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. The Lindor deal could. They're going to have to yeah. pay DeGrom like crazy. Yeah. Their fans are going to fucking lose it if yeah. they let DeGrom walk. And you're also going to have to pay Pete Alonso soon. Right. Yeah. That's so, true. It's tough. So I don't I don't see it exactly yeah. there. I mean, we're just like, for me, I'm just like a dude who's playing like fantasy like it was MLB The Show. I don't even, I don't know enough about like, as soon as you say those things, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I don't like actually work uh, <laughs> commentating on MLB. Well, like, or the Phillies um, would be, a, if the Phillies have the money to do it, they should lock it right down because yeah. that's the thing that they're really missing. Like get Bryce, his like partner. Yeah. And you have a, a solid pitcher because they are consistent. And they, I mean, and they have Zach Wheeler, who yep. is, we were looking it up last week and talking about MVP and war. He's leading the National League and wins above replacement. Yeah, and they consistently come in second place. So you yeah. can argue that a dynamic piece like that would be what you need to get to that first place level. Yeah. It's not like the Angels who are consistently in fourth and fifth. Yeah, and then I guess the Yankees is always a team that comes up whenever somebody is like available for a lot of money. Um. As far as I know, he has no interest in that. I think yeah. he was more looking for smaller markets, which yeah. is why Cincinnati makes a lot of sense to me, too. Yeah. Something more like that. I mean, fuck it. Imagine he went to the Orioles. <laughs> like, Good lord. What? Why? If he wants to go to a team who's a winner, well, exactly. why is he doing that? Well, I don't know if it's exactly about being a winner. I think he just kind of wants a, a new system. And if mm. he's like looks at their farm system and is like, you know, I want to San take Diego. Want to take a small. City. What if he goes to the Padres? I could see that. I could see the Padres offering him money, but yeah. I don't think he will go. Well, to that San was Diego. The, so. Every time there's like a free agent, I was like, who has money? Who could do it? You never. A lot of teams you would have been like, well, they can't do it because they don't have the money. But the Nats are seeing like San Diego do the Tatis deal, the Machado deal, the Darvish, and all Snell, and just signing all these people. I'm kind of like, oh, there's just no like. I feel like any team could just sign anyone. Once you're like, once enough people are looking at you, I feel like money doesn't even exist anymore because that's yeah. how I felt like watching Netflix be like, oh yeah, here's a hundred million for Scorsese and here's a hundred million for this stupid show and here's a hundred million. It's like, where the fuck is all this money? It costs yeah. $6 a month to watch all that's this shit. That's why like, I, Cincinnati didn't even come to mind as a possibility because I'm like, well, they probably can't pay that much money. But then I'm like, yeah, if these other teams do just pay that much money at this point. Yeah, it's like kind of arbitrary. Actually, you know, now that I like it, I've just... The Astros. Uh, because Correa is leaving. Yeah. Correa left, Springer left. But it would you have still to be... still have Bregman. Well, Otani's contract isn't up, right? He'd be demanding a trade. Um, Yes, but I think he'd be demanding a trade with an extension. Yeah. But then the Angels probably aren't going to trade him within the division. Probably not, but... you, ne- you uh, never... This one hurts, but Boston? Uh, Yeah, they could easily 100% pay that they could absolutely do that if they were looking to do that yeah toronto that would be huge that would suck (laughs) because that would make toronto the best team in the al east probably if if 
their young core keeps developing yeah. like this. No one's ever really signed a deal to go to Tampa, so I'm almost not even really worried about that. And no one will. That brings us into our next yeah. topic, which is in a couple days, it seems like they are going to announce they're going to Montreal. You think so? Mm-hmm. I am so excited about that. Rumors I want to are... drive up to Montreal to go to a game next year. Rumor? Are they going to be the Expos again? No. Montreal Rays. Yes. The rumor has it, this isn't officially yet, but apparently right after the last game for the playoffs, they are going to put up signs everywhere that'll announce that next year they're going half and half. Yeah. And that's all they've decided so far. But I think the goal is to move them up to Montreal. And then Shohei Otani goes to Montreal. Which, yeah. That'd be pretty sick. That (laughs) would be something. I mean, I hate it because it's in our division, but... I've watched all those Expos documentaries on YouTube that are out there about the uh, uh, the old team, and uh, I have Expos like jerseys and hats, and I I love like the story of Montreal baseball and how hard those fans went for that team. Yeah, and that's why they're gonna get one back is because yeah. I like, this is they've been talking about this for a long time, but I think the Tampa ownership has decided like, oh. We're great and people still don't go. So, like, what are we ever going to do to get fans? Like, we were so, it made sense when we were bad yeah. and new. But yeah. We've made like pennants and World Series where the bet we're beating the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox on the biggest stages. And still and no one cares. No one gives a fuck. So, they're going to go to Montreal where they know that people play. But also, you're talking about in, in divisions. Who knows how long that's going to stay because they have to do the CBA this year. Yeah. There might be a strike. So I don't know anything about this, like, the the behind-the-scenes union CBA-type stuff in baseball. I never really follow in any sports, so fill me in. It's already contentious. They don't have a—there's tension. There's arguments. There's a real fear of a strike Mm. happening next season. Yeah. And there's a lot of shakeup coming. So you don't—like, some of the other things they're going to talk about, if Tampa is moving to Montreal— Yeah. The— it just sort of changes the dynamic of of where the teams are. Yeah. That, and they're also going to try to expand again. Yeah. They're going to add two new teams pretty soon. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. The big rumors are Nashville and Vegas are getting teams. That makes sense. So, oh, so no Oakland moving to Vegas then? Yeah. It would be yeah. it would be a brand new franchise. Yeah. Nashville and Vegas are the rumors. Yeah. And you'd have to restructure the divisions again. Yeah. Unless you were to add. Six teams, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. You'd have to restructure because they just did it. Now it's everybody has five for the first time. It yeah, works. you would just have a couple with six. Yeah, which they've yeah. done in the past. It's exactly. Not, it's not yeah. perfect. Yeah. But you'd have to restructure a little bit. So who knows yeah. exactly what? Because like the, the Astros being in the West when you have a Central is like pretty ridiculous. Not really. Texas you- is literally the middle of the country. I guess, yeah. But also, I mean, you know, in football, the Dallas Cowboys are in the East. That makes also no sense yeah. because, again, middle. <laughs> but I would say at least um, in uh, Texas, Houston being in the West isn't crazy. No, but it does. H- Dallas being in the East is crazy. Or they could they could split it up even yeah. differently and, and yeah. like have Also, it- if you're in the middle, it gets weird. Detroit is like, their four major sports teams are in four different geographical divisions in all the sports. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's because every the, league yeah. started in 1900 when like, yeah. all those fucking states were new. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, in the NHL, they're in the West. In uh, basketball, the Pistons are in the East. In football, the Detroit Lions are in the North. And in baseball, the Tigers are in the Central. Yeah, <laughs> and, and maybe you could start to... Think about like 
hey, maybe we should do east, west, north, south. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe put four in each. Yeah. Like, who knows what that would be? Because that would make sense for the, like, AL. I mean, if the division literally, like, they just, the Rays move into whatever the north is, and it's maybe. just Toronto, yeah. Boston, Baltimore, New York. That makes, like, sense geographically, at least. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this is all really interesting. I would not be surprised if um, there is a strike because baseball is similar to hockey. They're very good at killing their own momentum. 100%. Baseball, um, you know, they were coming in the mid-90s. There was, um, they were, it was kind of a low era. They were coming out of it a bit and then strike and then uh, steroid era. And then, well, we have to go through Congress a bunch and lose popularity. And now there's exciting stuff happening. Tatis Jr., future uh, coming out as a star, Otani. Like people are getting, there's exciting stuff happening in baseball. Of course there would be a strike. Every playoff race is exciting. Yep. There's there's so many teams that were like fighting to be in it that yep. aren't usually even fighting to be in it. The Dodgers um NLCS last year, the final game I think it was against the Braves was like the highest viewed game in years. Yeah, and they I the World Series did decently well too yeah. cuz that was an exciting World Series. Yeah. Especially the the game 5 was, was that it the, the one where Rosarena slides into home after going back and forth between third and yeah, home? And yeah, and the guy's doing the airplane. Yep, out into the. Oh, that was the yeah. Brett Phillips hit the hit. Yeah. The hit. Yeah, yeah. That was that was awesome. That yeah. was like one of the coolest yeah. like plays I'd seen in a long time. Yeah. And so we'll bad. see what happens. But um, is there anything else we have before we can wrap up? Oh yeah. Go to well, I have uh, Anthony's bets and uh, trivia. Yeah, I got that. Um, there's a lot of conversation about. Uh, oh, I, okay. Two. I'll, we'll cover all this really the quickly. The Yankees turtle. Well, yeah, we yeah. Really Bron Bronxy. Yeah. Bronxy. The Yankees got a pet turtle and they haven't lost since. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> DJ is very fond of it. Yes. <laughs> DJ LeMayhew yeah. just staring at it. Nestor Cortez Jr. got them a turtle, which got yeah. uh, did not get into Canada. Yeah, I, is that true? Yeah, I heard. I heard that they they couldn't bring it into Canada for the Toronto games. Yeah, so he's been chilling in the clubhouse. He's there in <laughs> spirit. But um, yeah, that's that's just fun. The Yankees have been playing well. I don't even want to talk too much about it because <laughs> we'll jinx it. <laughs> kind of a little yeah. bit. Like it's just it's they're so hot and cold that just it, while they're hot, it's just I'm I'm bracing for when yeah. they're not gonna be. Yeah. Hopefully it's after the wild card game. Um there's a lot of talk about manager of the year mm. going on right now. Who it should it be? Because for a long time people thought for sure it should be Larusa. Yeah. But now there's a big conversation about Seattle. Yeah, that guy was handed a pile of shit and turned it Who's into gold. Who's the coach for Seattle? See, I, I meant to write his fucking the, name. Yeah, down. Yeah, there's a few of these where it's like I can think of teams, and then I like, just blank on who the manager's name. It is. It starts with an S for sure. I think. Oh, it's, Scott Service. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say it's two yeah. S's. I just can't remember yeah. what the S's stand for. But uh, yeah, he got handed crap and turned it to gold. Yeah. So you know, if if Seattle becomes the second wild card team, I think you'd have to give him. A lot of consideration. If they get the wild card, it could be um, for sure. Um, then also, what about Gabe Kapler? What he's done with the Giants? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like what a one percent chance at making the playoffs yeah. preseason. Yeah, Larusa. The White Sox were a team you thought would compete. Uh, the Twins were going to be there, but it's not like shocking that they mm -hmm. win. The, like they have a lot of talent. Um, what and with the Cardinals, does Mike Schilt get consideration? Um. Yeah, I think you'd have to consider him, but I think the fact that they've made up so much ground in the last, like, three weeks kind of takes away from, like, 
he didn't put together like a whole seat like the Giants one. I think if you're gonna look at the whole year, yeah. like you have to like true. There wasn't a dip. It was consistent. Yeah. It was well managed. It's yeah. the only thing you could call it. Like, I think it's got to be either Kapler with the Giants or Louisa with the White well, Sox. It can be both because there's one in each league. Oh, you're, yes, that's probably <laughs> so for American League. It's probably gonna be Larusa if the Mariners get that second wild card. Yeah, it's tough not to give it to service. Yeah, and then in the NL, it's a little bit less. Yeah, kind of. Discussion-y. Um, I just wanted to see what your take on this was. This isn't, like, funny at all. Like, it, <laughs> okay. This, this is one of those things that's, like, so not funny that it almost wraps around again, and I'm sorry about that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll try and make it funny. Let's go. I was watching the Padres-Braves game three days ago because my girlfriend's from Atlanta, so sometimes, like, if I want to watch baseball, I can be like, it's the Braves. <laughs> so we're watching, and at th as the game ends, they're like, talking about the news and they announced that two people had fucking died during the game in the stands and it was like what like we were watching this game and like at the end of the game they announced like two people died and i started like going on twitter and stuff and what had happened was a mother and a two-year-old fell six stories off a concourse oh, like on the concrete and the father was in the stadium as well too but there's reports from people who saw it that she grabbed the kid and jumped. So Good Lord. There's there's multiple news outlets still, this is three days later, taking alternate sides at this. And it sort of seems to be which political ideology the newspaper leans to as to whether or not they're reporting that it was... Like, how does this become polarized? That's, I'm, that's why I'm like, that's why I like, I didn't know if I was going to bring this up or not, but I yeah. just wanted to hear your take on that's this because so insane. Because like Fox Channel 8 is yeah. like being like, you know, maybe they'll mention it three times in, in the small story that like, this is suspicious. Police are still treating it as suspicious. There's no official thing. R yeah. Witnesses say this. And then like. The, the Associated Press was, like, at the very bottom. They're like, oh, and police still consider this mildly a suspicious event. Like, it, it's it's such a weird way to announce it. And then people were getting... Mildly sus Like, what is the thing that she had committed suicide? Yeah, like, she dear Zachary the kid. Which, I'm sorry if you've never seen that documentary. I just spoiled it. But <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, either way. Um, yeah. And more what I'm bringing this up about was there's become a large discussion as to whether the Padres were wrong to play the game because apparently this happened 16 minutes before first pitch and like they didn't tell anybody anything except the people that saw this happen and a lot yeah. of them like left yeah. and there was a big art like I'm of the opinion that you don't go on the Jumbotron and tell everybody that that just They happened. told people during the no, game. No, they didn't. Yes. They just played the game. Yeah, I'm okay with that decision. Me too. Yeah. There was a lot of people online that were like, shame on them for playing the game. But it's like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, Everybody go home because somebody, I mean, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's not, like, that's a bad announcement to make. Like, yeah. that's not going to help anybody. Like, yeah. that's just going to create, not even panic, just like, it doesn't benefit anybody. Yeah. It doesn't gain anything. Like no one. I don't understand how it. Like at least there's sometimes where something becomes polarizing. Be like, okay, I get why a conservative would feel this way and a liberal would feel this way. This doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. No, I think it's more. I think uh, like the the more conservative leaning news outlets. I've at least in my notice tend to want to like push the like 
no, this is like the fucked up thing happened. The like the scary thing happened. The like mm. war version that you don't like. It wasn't in it. like it. It's juicier, almost. I guess is the word. Maybe yeah. Because like it's so much. And the other I feel side like, probably doesn't yeah. too. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say about uh, eyes. Yeah, and people just want juicy things either way. Yeah, the news yeah. is about eyes, but it seems a lot more like. Uh, I don't know. It's just something I noticed. It's not even a point I'm trying to make. Yeah. It's when you're searching on Twitter, a lot Do of Do we know were, if they were a Braves or a Padres fan? I believe it was Padres, mm. but I don't know. Yeah. Well, they've had a disappointing year. I can I can I understand. <laughs> yeah, that, that. <laughs> as soon as the like they got faded on Reddit, like yeah, their the, thing went the out. card the Cardinals made a comeback and stole that second wild card position, you know. Uh, oh my, yeah, like it's pop. I could see. Yeah, I could exactly. See it. That's probably the best way to riff on that. Yeah. <laughs> out, of, out of any of that. We made pop. it. See, we made it funny. Yeah. I, again, it's like I wanted to make that preface where it's right. like, I know this is so not funny that yeah. th the natural instinct is going to be to try to make it funny because it's so fucking horrible. Yeah. Of like, course. That's, I, that's something comics are like real. It's easy to forget that regular people don't always do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's I did that before I got into com I got into comedy because I was the kind of person who did that. Yeah, and it's like all I became a comic was like, well, time to make fun of dead people. Yeah, and then comics on the other side of that are also kind of bad at recognizing that there there's like a time and a place. Yeah, yeah. Like it, not everybody does that. So like you have to like kind of feel it out if that other person is not gonna be like. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not ready to like riff about this at yeah. all. Yeah. And I, I feel bad when that's the case, but like, yeah, yeah that, that's okay. Good. It's a gamble. I'm glad we got through yeah. that without it bringing the show yeah. completely to a halt or yeah. like. <laughs> it's a gamble. And speaking of gambling, Anthony, what are you betting on this week? Oh, the I'm the master of segues. I, uh, no, I've had a, a good week. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my God. Oh, I haven't even put this together. MyBookie.ag, you sponsor some of the worst podcasts ever come down all other different things why not this one yeah i use your site like every four hours uh mybookie.ag is the way to uh bet on sports if you live in a place that does not want you to bet on sports like <laughs> new york city um either way on that site this week they offered two promos that were basically like free money they offered uh one-to-one -one odds on usa winning the Ryder cup the golf tournament yeah. nailed it and they offered uh one-to-one $25 max bet if anybody on the UFC main event card started bleeding at any point during any fight you win whoa right it was a free money so like yeah 20, 100% so that's 100 bucks right there yeah and then um I've been letting it ride on the Cardinals money lines every day yeah pretty much nice just, yeah just letting it go letting it go letting it go yeah and then yesterday um the fucking Mets Score the the over was really low. It was like five and a half because it was a seven inning yeah. game, and they they scored a bunch. So that's been that's been fun. Uh, what do you have? Do you have anything coming up today or tomorrow? Um, any yes. baseball bets? I took New York tonight because last night they were offering minus one ten on the Yankees money line and mm -hmm. Garrett's pitching. Yeah, so. We'll see. I think if that's this basically even. We're money. recording this on Thursday. We'll see. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Um So we'll see. I think we may be able to get it out before the game tonight. Um. Yeah. That that's the only thing I have placed right now because I had won like four in a row. So right. like I didn't want to like blow all the winnings because it takes a day. Yeah. For the system to like, if you request a payout, it takes it twenty four hours to verify yeah. it. Gotcha. So I didn't want to like place a bunch, lose all of them, and been like. 
fuck, that's so much Bitcoin I could have had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, so right now that's my pick is I, I thought that those odds were ridiculous because yeah. it's Garrett Cole. It's Garrett Cole. Yeah. It's the biggest game of the year, and that's supposed to be when he's at his best. This is what he's paid for. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm putting my money yeah. on that as well. Yeah. Um, and then I do have a, a fun trivia for you that relates to this day. Okay. It's going to seem hard at first, but you got to listen to the way I word it because there is hints in there. Okay. <clears throat> 19 years ago today, Ricky Henderson made his last pinch running appearance. What? At the time, 30 years old, now potential Hall of Famer, did he pinch run for? 19 years ago today, which would be 2003, and he was a 30-year-old. Th this player was 30 years old at the time and is today a potential Hall of Famer. That he pinch hit, pinch run for, pinch ran for. Um, David Ortiz? Nope. No. Um, he wouldn't have been 30 at the time. I was just trying to think of, um, someone who's a potential hall of fame or something is somebody who's on the ballot. Um, and in 2003, Ricky Henderson, who would he have been playing for? Um, oh, this is Adrian Beltre. No, no. Um, you're, you're in the right ballpark so yeah. far though. Um, <sighs> American league or national league. Um, I didn't write down the exact team. I okay. want to say it's national because they don't. They, who pinch runs in the American League? I guess uh, that's fair. But yeah. uh, but uh, this player probably would be well more well known in the American League than national. Um, a potential Hall of Famer, so they are on the ballast. Um, Omar Vizquel. No. Nope. You want to know? Yeah. Manny Ramirez. Wow. Okay. Was it on Boston? Probably. Uh, I yeah. I don't know. I don't think because Ricky was, Anderson actually. did play for oh, was uh, Boston at one point. Oh, yeah. Well, then it it probably wasn't yeah. because it it was Manny Ramirez and today yeah. was the last day, and there was a bunch of other fun stats they were posting about Henderson too, where like yeah. he had it has the largest difference for like one time he pinch ran for someone that was like two years old when he made his debut. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's just absurd. That's wild. Um. Oh, that was a fun. Oh, so I did. Beltre was a Red Sox at one point, so I did guess two Red Sox. Yeah, you said David yeah. Ortiz. I, I was like, oh yeah. wow, like you're as close as you can be uh, without getting it. Goddamn. <laughs> well, well, well yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we uh, hope Patrick gets better. Let's do quick plugs. Anthony, what do you do? You have anything to plug? Um. Just Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, tw Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I uh. Yeah, I don't know. Right now, all my stuff's in the future. Yeah, uh, I'm at Real Mad Marin on Twitter and Instagram, and at Comedy Fight NYC. Still doing roast battles every single week. Come out to a live show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Comedy Fight Club. But thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.